Pink. All right, rate your hot dog. My hot dog was a ten. I love, I love that place chili dog with mustard and a little bit I'm, of onions. I'm scared of that. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like <laughs> too much. It seems like a bit much. I grew up with it. Did you go into the varsity? In and Atlanta? I have to tell you, your breath is not bad at all. Man, thank you. I can't, like, thank I feel you. like a chili dog with onions and cheddar because you got cheddar <laughs> yeah, cheese on I had there, right? Cheese. And then must I feel like your breath will be kicking? <laughs> it <would> be kicking. <laughs> it's quite lovely, <laughs> but really, it's quite pleasant. It's I can I can sit here and smell your breath all day. But yeah, so I like the hot dog place. I feel like a it's hot good dog up. place is an underrated type of Let's make sure we're not advertising that because they ain't paid us on No, they haven't. We, 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 sponsorship we already do something for free 99. Um, <laughs> we can't. We do lots of things for we free We do a lot of things. For, well, you know, starting in August, a lot less. Well, we just get paid more. We so get paid more to do. feel better about it. Like, we'll feel better about everything. Happy Monday, everyone. How y'all doing? Welcome back to Two Dope Teachers and a Mic. Yes. My name is Eduardo Munoz. It's your boy, Kevin Adams. How did I just say my name? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are merely two public school teachers from the city of Denver. That's right. The frigid 303. Very cold today. Very right cold here. yesterday. Yeah, it's been really cold. Um, It's been, man, so much has happened. It's so much. It's like the world... The world turned upside the down. The world turned upside down. <laughs> not really. Down. No, not really. I mean, that's that's a funny thing. Like, I'll run into people, like, who knew that I was on strike. Yeah, who were kind of yeah. like, so, uh, are you still on strike? Are you still on strike? I'm like, man, y'all do not read the do newspaper. You do not pay attention to the news? <laughs> you do not read the newspaper. Okay. So this is our first uh, post-strike, post-strike episode, episode of Two Dope Teachers and a Mic. Uh, we are out here. We are out here. And uh, it is outside the contract day. Yes, we were we were out there. We were out there. Now we're back in here. And we out here. And we still out here. <laughs> Try to follow that logic. Uh, we are a podcast that is dedicated to discussing discussing issues of race, power, justice as they affect our classrooms. Yes. And uh, we are here. Let's go over some ground rules. It's been a while. We yes, might have some new listeners at this point. You want to go over the ground we, rules a yes, little bit? Yes, we operate on. Uh, a basis of anonymity. <laughs> you look like you're trying to right? think of the word. <laughs> <You're> anonymity. Like... <laughs> we like to, but y'all know who we are. You know, yep. we've been out here. We've seen some of y'all in the streets. Yes, um, we, we love to get everybody the love. out in those streets. Yes, yep. and we also don't cuss. We keep it clean. We keep it clean. K I C. We don't know how to edit that yes. stuff or bleep it out. And we've really done a good job. I think. I think we've done other, an excellent there's job. There's a handful of times where. I think as we got closer, we both have almost cussed. Yep, as as we got closer to the strike, I felt like you know we were kind of like we really had to moderate yes, ourselves yeah, at that point. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and we won't throw anybody out under the bus except ourselves and each other. That's it. That's it. Um, and yeah, anyone who wants to be uh, known through this platform can be known. Yeah. Also, speaking of which, um, if this is your first uh, time listening to us. Uh, this is about as organized as it gets, um, but we'll be. <laughs> but we no, we actually have some topics today. Yes, so we, 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 we got some topics. We did, a we did and um, we will be. Yeah, we'll be doing that. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, sorry, it's been a really long time. <laughs> I can't like yeah, episode thirty six and thirty seven. Really, really big gap here. We're closing in on forty episodes. Thirty six. We, this we is, missed it. It was our Wu Tang episode. Oh, that was our Wu Tang episode. Well, we can call this. 36A and 36A. still have a VR Wu-Tang episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you want to follow us on social media, we got some good content up on Instagram and Twitter, Two Dope Teachers. We're up to, I think, 1,400 Twitter there followers. There we go. I love that. almost feels like people know we exist. Yes. It's pretty great. Yes. Um, we are also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Two Dope Teachers. And you can always email us, Two Dope Teachers, at gmail.com. Com. I feel like this whole episode is going to be you and I taking turns yawning. It's yeah, like it's so been exhausting the last few days. But, but that's all right. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. I got to get my energy up for tomorrow because we oh didn't have God. students today. Nope. It was one of those great days in our building called a non contact day yep. where you get to do teacher work. And today we actually had a decent amount of time yeah. to do some teacher work. Well, yeah, and it was actually pretty good work. Like this morning. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, you know, man, I don't like meetings. I know. And um, <laughs> as as our department as, as our department facilitator, you always have to deal with me in dealing with meetings. But like, 
Well, but, it's like but, but complex. To, like when you have a student who you're like, I know my student doesn't like this. Yeah. But I know we like, we kind of have to do this or there's an expectation that we Right. And if we let him out of it, then we got to <laughs> let other people out of it. And then the whole thing. We, I get it. I get it. We got to maintain. Um, but today wasn't bad, actually. I thought that the – so we're – we're doing what a lot of you are probably yes, doing right now, yes, and that's the, trying to figure out the bell schedule. Yes. <laughs> I don't um, know how, like, bell schedules work this I way. Because when I was in school, like, it never changed. Yep. Even when I changed schools, it seemed like the bell schedule was the exact same. Well, because you, you were out in a district that was all about uniformity, <laughs> yeah, though, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> at my school, at, at the Manual High School. Yes. Um, the bell schedule seemed to get earlier every year. <laughs> I remember like, one year we needed... You don't need to go to school earlier. Dude, we need to be there at like 7.15 one year. And I'm like, be here earlier. And of course, I would complain the loudest, but I lived like four blocks away. <laughs> They're like, why are you complaining? You don't even have to get up early. You're like, I'm just I'm saying. I'm like, I have to get up early, not earlier than you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're talking about bell schedules, but yeah, I thought it was interesting to... It's just a lot of really interesting dynamics around the bell schedule. Like, yeah. There's a part of me that's sort of like we were talking about this on the way to get hot dogs. Um, like, I I feel like when somebody asks me what'd be the ideal schedule for you, for me I'm like, I don't care. I, like I've I taught know. under every type of like I've done a traditional block schedule on a quarter system, and that was fine. Yep, Nine yep, weeks, yep, you know, yep. get it done, rotate out, get in, get out, yep. and you know, get on with it. And I've been, you, you know, what's funny? I've never been on the traditional high school schedule. That's like seven periods, 45 minutes or whatever. I've never actually done that schedule. I don't think I have. I feel like I've done like every other here, like is the only place I've ever yep. had a high school schedule. So I don't think I ever have. But all sorts of other different types of ones, you know. But I think my biggest concern is like, do I get a planning period every day? That's first it. First of all. That is it. Do I get a planning period every day? And for I'll those of right. y'all who think that we're making a joke, this was actually the way it was yeah. for us. For a really long time. In fact, this is the first year that I've had planning yeah. every day. And when you teach all day without a planning period, like, it goes fast. Your days go very quickly. Yeah. By the end of it, you're like, I feel like I've been run over by a truck. Well, you're wasted. You have nothing left. <laughs> you're like, yeah. well, I, I don't know. My head's spinning. Yeah. Because constantly I was greeting children, telling yep. cho teaching children, Make, telling them goodbye. Making adjustments. Um, you know, that, like, it's the only argument, really, for getting a student teacher, right? Is, like, so you can go to the bathroom on the days so you don't have plans. I mean, it, like, it is one of those things. And I have a wonderful student teacher. Yep, He's yep, a great yes. dude. You have the man, uh, right Hire now. him. Yes. Um, anyway, but I'm not, not going to put his name out here, but but hire him anyway. Just reach um, out if you want to know. If that's you're right. for awesome teachers. Yeah, but, like, year. but it's, like, how... And then, and then you find yourself, like, trying to... Like, it's this really elaborate calculus of, all right, so <laughs> if I grade these papers while they do their focus exercise, yes. then I have this, and then at lunch, if I can just squeeze in a little, Squeezy. you know, yeah, yeah. it is wild. But yeah, especially when you're teaching those, like, three classes in a row before lunch. Oh, it's so hard. Uh, so difficult. It's rough. But yeah, that's my priority. But you were saying you felt like it was nice this morning. What, what was different it was about cool. the like, session this I, I, morning I felt than like, other sessions? Well, first of all, they assigned seats. Yes. And as, as we know, people <laughs> always want to sit with their friends. That's right. And they're rarely very productive with their friends. <laughs> like, like, and I have, there's, there's a group of fellas I have in one of my classes that I've had this conversation a couple of times where it's like, listen, I want you to be happy and comfortable in That's my classroom. Right. I want you to sit with people you're comfortable with. That's right. But I don't want it to be like on the weekend when y'all when hangout time when, when worse when one person's playing the xbox and the rest of y'all are watching right like that's not what i'm that's not wow, what I this never is made that connection but that is how they work that is how there's like, one who does all the we're work gonna watch we're gonna watch you do it <laughs> and we're gonna pay attention exactly a so like but and, and actually if you're looking for a really quick way to um to promote equitable practices in your classroom assign seats yeah, like intentionally yeah. mix them up and have them sit with people they wouldn't normally sit with. Assign groups. I'm not saying all the time yep, because part yep. of it is being responsive. Like student comfort's important. Yep. But um. But yeah, I thought it was good that they assigned seats. Yeah. Like that. You know, I was sitting with people, and there's like one one of the people at my table I talk to a lot. Yeah. But everybody else I don't really talk people, to very yeah, often. Yeah, that's how it was. So you have an honest and frank kind of conversation about um the seven pages of schedules we were looking at, and I thought that was good. Yeah, and I then it descended into you know people complaining. But like, but before but that started, yeah. But I think everybody got their ideas out. It was cool when we got up to walk around and see what other people yeah, thought. Yeah, see what I thought. I thought I had the best poster. Your poster was good. It was really it was very good. Colorful. I put a lot of work into Our it. Our poster had like one thing written on it. Yep. 
And then we just put pluses on the I mean, schedules. And, and in fairness, there were not great instructions on what to do with the posters. <laughs> it was like, write your thoughts. It was kind of like when you do that with your students and they write their thoughts and their thoughts are random. And, and like, okay. Make, and have nothing to do with your objective. <laughs> That's where you're like, okay, I, I know how I can improve this maybe lesson. Maybe a little maybe bit more, need more clarification. Maybe some and, clarity. Because like, I know why we're doing it in my head. They don't, they don't know why we're doing it. Sometimes you think you know, and then like you get into it and you're like, you're like, I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> this makes no sense. And that's why you're like, I got to put on a good show. Because yeah. the kids are like, you know, that's the thing. They have so much belief in us. Yeah. They're like, you, Mr. Adams always knows what he's doing. <laughs> he not, always does. <laughs> I, I have to think hard. If I heard a student say that ever, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. You know what they say about you? They say that you're never in a bad mood. Mr. Adams is never in a bad mood. And I'm like, man. Hey, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. <laughs> y'all don't know what happens off mic. <laughs> I but, can't uh, let them know I'm in a bad. Oh, it's never them. It's never what they're doing. No, definitely not. It's always like adult stuff in my just, life. And you know, for me, I'm just mad at myself most of the time. <laughs> That's the worst like, part. Like, like my when my when my lesson is trash and <laughs> my attitude is trash and my organization is trash. Like, like I'm mad at myself, You're guys. Like, guys this is my fault. Guys, I am mad at myself. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> We had one of the new deans came in to my 5280 meeting on Friday, and uh, we were doing high lows. Yeah. And he's like, I don't have any lows. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Oh, there I'm you like, go. wow. I'm like, cool, now I feel negative. <laughs> now, I feel now like my low is that you don't have any lows. <laughs> That's my low. My low is that there's all these happy people. You seem to be doing well. <laughs> I'm not doing you know, well. I'm not doing well. I mean, well. I'm doing fine. But not well. How many of our kids? That's what taught me something is that you have to watch how you talk about stuff. Like you come in this from is school true. and talk about your weekend and how great it was. And oh all yeah, the stuff you did. Yeah, and you start to see in some kids that are like, man, forget or, or even how terrible it was because yeah. your really bad weekend is probably fine for a lot yeah. of the kids. Com- you know? In comparison, they're like, like, man, I would like, love to have that weekend. Man, it snowed and I had to be in my house all day. Well, you know what, your heat worked. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll I usually won't go into it. They'll, hey, Mr. Munoz, how was your weekend? I'm like, it was, it was good. It was, I, had a good it was a I had a good weekend. How was it, your weekend? It you know. Um, but you know what I did this weekend? What? I scored a hat trick. There you go. Yeah. It was good. And took a ball off the face. Nice. Which, oh, which yeah. My, yeah my, and it was really funny because at one point, like, there was, like, blood on my sleeve. And I'm like, what in the world is that from? And, and apparently the ball hit me, like, in the chin but also caught my lip. Like, if you were to look, you could see this, like, this, like, is you see it's oh, all yeah, tore yeah, up right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you can't see this on on mic, but my lips all like tore up. And but I scored a hat trick. And there so you go. That's okay. No pain. No a hat trick is three goals, you nerds. Yes. Okay. How do you people not know that? I know exactly. So, exactly. How are you feeling? So we've had this big event. We yeah. had the strike. Of, the Nuggets lost of, two in a row. Oh, that's not. The, oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. No. 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 I, I'm. Not, I refuse to talk about the Never Nuggets until they learn how to play basketball. Until they. <laughs> Remember how to play basketball. Remember how to play basketball. <laughs> yes, no, we we are here. Um, it is March fourth. Yes, the fourth of March, two thousand nineteen, yes. closing in on daylight savings time, and we Quickly. just and we just had an ELE, an extinction level event. We did have an extinction level event. Buster Rhymes was out there. Yes, um, it was real. It was re- it was real, and um, we wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about life post strike and yeah. um, what we're kind of thinking about right now. But also during the strike. During strike, yeah, yeah, because that was that was an interesting experience. I'm trying to remember what for happened. for those during- of you who don't know, who haven't paid attention. We were on strike for three days. Yep. Right. Started on Monday the what date was that? Monday the twelfth. The twelfth, and we were done striking back. We. <laughs> The best was like the night, the last night, Wednesday night. And so, yeah. like, they were in negotiations. And if you guys were watching it, you Or if you were there, shout out to, shout there, out to shout all y'all who were crazy yes, enough to be all there. All nighters, pulling all nighters. Man, 19 hours oh, that wild. last stint. Wild. But so, like, going to bed that night, monitoring it. Yeah. They still hadn't come back to talk about any of the yeah. proposals. Yeah, they spent more right? time in caucus than anything. We went to else. bed, unknown, but thinking that I was, like, going to be on strike on Thursday yeah. still. Yeah. Yep. To wake up to like, so are we still on strike? Do we have to go in? Yep. What do we do? And then we found out. And at six twenty six in the morning, <laughs> on February fifteenth, we found out that a tentative agreement had been reached. I, I had a hard time with that because I was kind of like, all right, maybe we should continue marching. 
Um, because I don't have a lesson planned. <laughs> like, not ready. Uh, yeah. Not planned. No, I mean, it's but but it is that kind of yeah. It was such a weird day coming back. It, yeah, it was a weird day. Yeah, and there were like half half of our kids here, or yeah. maybe even less than that. Yeah, yeah. It was a skeleton crew. It as was. It, were. it was. But I will tell you, those three days were are probably. I will never forget them. No, right? yeah, without uh, a doubt. Because you know, going into it not knowing what it would be like. Yeah. Right. Yep. But then going into it, and you know, this feeling of of love that we got from the community. Yeah. The horns. Yeah. On the side of the road. Yeah. We, we're standing out there walking the line. Yep. The chance. Yeah. Like I will always remember the chance. Yeah. I started one the other day at my house. Or last night with my daughter. <laughs> we're still doing chance. We're still doing chance at my house. <laughs> You know, but like some of that stuff, being out there in the cold, the the support, like I said, yeah. from of food. Yep. But how we came together. Yeah. It was really interesting. It was. It was. I, you know, I, um, I've I've seen a lot of strikes just in my life. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and this was interesting because. I, I think like like you can you can tell the people who haven't really been on strike before. Yes, they're like, well, do we have to march at X Y Z time? And I, and and the answer is like, well, but you don't have to do any of it. Yeah, you don't. But the idea is that you want to. That's right. <laughs> you know. That's right. Um, but yeah, like the love for the community was was really great. And th- there was a part of me that felt kind of guilty with like students and parents like brain stuff. Yeah. Because I'm kind of like, we serve you, y'all. Like I don't know. It was yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. No, no, I get that. The love. I think it was just a symbol of like that they felt like they had to do something, yeah, right, to be yeah. to be with us, you know. And I thought that that was like it was really heartening for me, to, yeah. Because I think so many times we feel like nobody really cares about what I do, yeah, right. You yeah, get no, like a little true. card like around the holidays, yeah. You might get a little shout out like at the end of the school year yep. from seniors yep. or kids who had like maybe a difficult year, you right? Know, there for them, yeah. But it was like. The profession, right? And it made me look at, like, the work that we do. Yeah. That that sometimes we are very humble about. And mm-hmm. it's like, this is just what I do. I'm not out here trying to get yeah. an award or, yeah. or get, like, lots of kudos for it. It's yeah. what I do, right? I give up my time to do all sorts of stuff that's outside of my contract. Yeah. Just because I see kids and, like, it's what we do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, that's right. And and I think, like, they're, like... So maybe we can we can talk about kind of highlights of of this this movement. Um, yeah. For me, one of the highlights was you know we over the course of a of a long career, like there are names that will sort of pop up for yep. you, people you run into yep. at trainings and yep, stuff. Yep, yep, yep. But I, I think for me, one of the one of the kind of memorable moments was was uh, marching downtown and running into a couple of people that like it was just really wild like. Um, one is a rival soccer coach yeah, yeah. Uh, from across town. Yep. And like just kind of that comprehension that even though there are situations when we are pitted against each other by some of these systems, yep, and, yep. and sports is like just what it is. Yeah, but yeah. but I think in a real way when, we start, when we're going into this whole like free market like kind of like fantasy of what schools are yes, supposed yes, to be. Yes, it's like um, choice. Like we're all yeah. in competition when and it so comes now to choice. We, yeah, now we feel like, you know, we're in competition with each other. And so being down there on the picket line kind of reminded me why there are so many people who have invested so much money in busting unions. Yep. Because that, uni- that unity is hard to, it's hard to, contradict and it's hard for me to look at like I'll, I'm going to coach against that guy this yep, this yeah, season yeah, and I'm not going to we're not going to I'm not going to see it the same way no. because we, yes we're on opposite sidelines wearing op- different colors but but we we did this together. They were both wearing red during that week. Yeah, all and, uh, red on uh, yep. seeing the same chance and yep and and, the and same invested spots. and invested in each other. And and then the other thing that was really interesting I think you were, you may have been there is when we were marching down uh, the first time we marched down, uh, I, I want to say it was, man, there's so, there so many rallies. Yes, like I can't remember yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah. But I, it wasn't when we, it wasn't when we dropped off the Valentine's Day yeah, uh, yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah. It was the other time that we marched down in that yep, direction. Yep, yep. And um, and I ran into my younger sister's music teacher from oh, high yeah, school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, there, yeah. My, my my sister, a graduate of the Never School of the Arts, yeah. and uh, and he was still there. And so we just got to talking. So I took a picture with him and sent it to her. And it's just kind of like it's just a reminder that there is a there are a lot of us out here who who are working, as you said, in solitude and in isolation. But when we kind of come together, we kind of remember why 
like this profession can be so vibrant and yeah. so powerful is yeah. is being together with everybody and uh, and and knowing and getting that feeling especially on the second day that we were going to be a movement that was going to be really hard to break that's right that's right i think i'd agree with you like some those are definitely some of the standout things mm-hmm. you know going to those rallies and seeing people who you've done this work with from yeah. other buildings yeah or from you know who you've just known from like pd sessions and things like yep. that and it, it was so cool to kind of see that we were like all on that same train of thought when it came to this stuff and and that we we are ready for something new yeah right and we're saying this is a movement and we're not all in agreement about where this movement should go right, right? like <laughs> we're not even all in agreement that know, there's still a movement <laughs> i don't know who is the conductor of the train <laughs> yeah but that that person was just like i don't know we just got we got momentum yeah. so i'm just gonna keep going no that's right that's right you that's know, right we got that's momentum, right and so and I think you bring up the great point is, is it, is it still a movement, you yep. know? And I went to the, our building union meeting last week yeah. and there were like five people there. Yep. Whereas like it was 30 before, yeah. you know, the one that we had before the strike. <laughs> now in fairness, I never go to the Yeah, meetings. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had <laughs> other stuff going. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but then like the other thing is the creativity of teachers. Like when, when I saw the creative, the signs, the, signs, <laughs> the chants, yeah. the just the energy that we all bring, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, we're kind of cool. Yeah, we're kind of cool when well, we, we go in there. We kind of we we push people. Yeah, to to think. Right? Well, right, and and I think there's also like this realization of the kind of toughness that a lot of us have. And shout out to Oakland EA. Y'all, yes. y'all got it yes. done. Got yes. it done. 11.7% raise coming to Oakland educators. That's right. um, you know, but but I think I think you realize the kind of strength that you actually have as a teacher. Like, you know, we, we had most of, most of the people who drove by us, you know, on the busy street where we're marching had really positive affirmations. Yep, yep, yep. Every now and then we had people doing things we that we the, know their mamas didn't the teach them to do. middle finger salute. Yeah, we got, we, got that, uh, we got that little salute there, some thumbs down. People telling and, us to go back in our classrooms. And, and it was amazing. Exactly. <laughs> it was amazing, though, because, like, I realized that whatever, like, like no matter what a person says to me out in the public sphere like the type of toughness it requires to be a teacher that's that's, right. that's not a movement you want to trifle with you know like that's right. i mean we we can we can we can like not go to the bathroom all day that's right you think we, I could you think we're afraid of a picket line some of you who work in offices <laughs> exactly. would never you'd be like wait exactly. wait i have to work till 10:30 and i can't even think about the bathroom exactly bro some days it's not we haven't that's gone every- you go home and you walk in the that's door like and you're Drake. like, I can't say hello to my family. We're I need the bathroom immediately. Beeline for the bathroom. That's that's like Drake every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> we that's that's that. it. You um, know, and it was it was pleasant to kind of hear reports from people who were claiming or who had superiors claiming yeah, yeah, yeah. that they could conduct school yes. the same without us. Yeah. Social and media. quickly realizing, shout out to our... our um, Uh-oh. Our... On the spot, young journalist, yes. who was documenting everything that was going yeah. on, even the contradictions that we saw uh, from how disruptive behavior was dealt with, yeah. and uh, civil uh, civic action was dealt with at yeah. one high school yep. versus, versus another, another one, campus, yep. depending on the way the kids looked. Yep. Right. Zip code. We saw that; it became very real. Yep. You know. Some kids were, and the way the media described it, right? They were like, yeah. "These kids are out of control." I'm like, "You don't spend a lot of time without a yeah, kid." I know. <laughs> I'm like, "If those kids, are, those kids are not out of control, no. I will tell you what out of control kids look like." Yeah, they are. They were very. They were dancing to their music. I feel. I feel like most out of control kids just aren't doing anything. They're like laying on the floor. They're like on their phones. Like you know what I mean? They, the out of control kids. They brought a pillow. They were like, "Yo, I'm out." <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, those kids. That's out of like, control. I can't do this. The ones having a dance party to send a message like that, you know, that's... That there's nothing because they ran out of schedules yeah. that were like, first you're going to go to reading, then you're going to go to math, <laughs> then you go back to reading. Then PE. Then you go to PE. <laughs> then we'll give you a snack. <laughs> give you some chips. Oh, speaking of which, I have a lot of um, materials that were left in our one room mm. for uh, high school... And middle school social oh, studies. Oh, you have some of that stuff? Yes. Ooh. And if you'd like to take a look at it, it's very exciting. But, I would um, love to. Off air, we'll talk about emergency sub plans because we're going to make use of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Got to. <laughs> got to. Got to. Everybody has the same one. Um, 
Right. Uh, here's my emergency supplements. Hey, we've seen these before. Yeah, hey. I fixed them. I fixed them. They're better now. I fixed them. They're better now. <laughs> that is great. Uh, so another great moment, I think. So two two more I can think of. Yeah. Um, on the second day, uh, was it the second? No, it was the first day. I think it was the first yes. day. Um, when all the kids came out. Ah, uh, that was great. That was really cool. That was great. That was really cool. The love from the kids, mm-hmm. seeing them. But they were organized. They'd made signs, and they had decided they were going to participate in this, and um, that, that was cool, too. It made me proud. One thing that stands out for me, it will always stand out, is that my daughter was willing to be on the yeah. line with us yeah. consistently. Yep. And, like, I was surprised. I told her, I was like, you sleep in today. You been yeah. up. Yeah. Like, I think she got sick that week. Oh, man. <laughs> it was like... I think a lot of us did. I, I feel like we saw... I feel like we were able to watch the DCTA bargaining team get sick in real yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, did watch that. Like, every day, it's like... They're looking a little more haggard than they were yesterday. They're sounding a little bit more exhausted than they were it was yesterday. Tough. And yeah. even the, the district admin, like I can tell, they were working it through it. Yep, yep. But yep. Um, you know, it's a process, and I hope I've heard a lot of positive talk mm-hmm. from the district mm-hmm. in terms of where we're headed. Right now, the question is: is what does all that mean? Right. How, and and do they hear the bigger thing? Because I think one thing that I kept hearing throughout uh, in the media. And through various people in the union, was that there are, were bigger issues at hand than just our compensation. Mm-hmm. Our compensation was a big concern for us, but I think there are bigger issues that revolve around uh, evaluations, yep. around uh, teacher autonomy within schools. <clears throat> right. I think um, around all of those kind of teaching type teacher type of issues which are coming up in our master contract you know and i would just like to see us maintain the same energy and be just as thoughtful and i hope the district is willing to listen and make some changes over the things that have happened over the last 10 years that i think have created a lot of these problems Uh, yeah and i I think what we're i think what we're needing is a new dichotomy in education right because i think that as we continue like as, as things continue to happen you know, you mentioned the um, you mentioned our amateur journalists. Yes, in classrooms, yes. kind of documenting what they saw. Um, like this, this was the first like Denver strike in the context of social media, right? Yep, yep. And so all of that stuff just has to function differently. I think it's a microcosm for these other things that are to come. So when it comes, we we have very hard questions to answer about professionalism. We have hard questions to answer about what evaluation is. We have hard questions to answer about where data should figure in to what we're doing, like achievement data. About equity for all of our students. And, And the more I look at it, man, like... The more I try to think about how long before retirement, cause it's like, cause, cause I don't know, I don't know if as a movement or as the folks in charge, I, I don't know if there's really the the stomach and the wherewithal to actually do what's needed. To, right? I mean, are we willing to make radical transformations yeah. to the system that, regardless of what we say, throughout its history, it's been oppressive. Yeah. Throughout its history, it's been racist yeah. at its heart. Nah, and so we can't address the real issues unless we uh, like really go to attack these structural issues that invade what we try to do in these yeah. buildings. Yeah. And that like <clears throat> we think about that it's like, okay, yeah, there's an achievement gap, but we didn't start that achievement gap in schools. Right. It did not start. Well, and like considering all these radical movements that have happened in our region, the achievement gap has gotten worse. That's I So think- we've got these things in place that were supposed to address the achievement gap. And, and, and correlation is not causation. That's right. Um, there are a lot of other factors that play into this. But it, from a very basic standpoint, it's like, well, we have, we have these tools that are supposed to improve student achievement. And... It hasn't happened. At it least, hasn't. at least not where we need it to happen. Right? There has yeah. been, there have been, there's been growth, um, but but the achievement gap is worse than it was. That's right. Fifteen years. That's ago. right. And I think we have to ask some serious questions about the things that we're trying to do. Yeah. Right. And we keep trying the same stuff over in different ways. Yep. You know, uh, creating more charter schools. Yep. More evaluations. Yep. Less coaching on yep. teachers. More kind of uh, like 
high expectations without mm-hmm. supports. Yeah. Do more and more with it, less. All these accountability measures. Right. And yeah. and where does it go? And what what happens as a result of it is teachers get burnt out. We're not willing to try new things. Mm-hmm. We we don't innovate in the way that we should. Right. Right. We don't listen to what the kids are telling us about what they need. Right. We somehow think that. You know the powers that be and the people who come from universities, yeah. who who you know did a research project. Oh, man. We have got a some, we got idea. we got some things to say about higher ed. You know for sure. Uh, did you see the article from Ed Week that came out this week? What really interesting? Where they where they um, interviewed all these people who talked about how um, most of like so it was taking aim on the Praxis test, right? Yes, yes. and it basically said that. Um, some, the Praxis test has like a 54% failure rate on the first try. And so like, and, 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 and the article pointed out that it is actually easier to get to pass the bar exam than it is to pass the praxis. So the bar exam has a higher first time, like, you know, passage rate. Fascinating. And, and, it, and it does come down to higher ed and we're coming for you higher ed because like, whose responsibility is it to ensure that, that, that teacher candidates can pass an exam that allows them to become teachers? Yeah. You know, and so, and then the more you like look at the threads, like people are kind of like, oh yeah, I'm learning all this stuff. And the people who pass the practice yep, yep. are like, I got lucky. That's it. <laughs> they happen to ask about some books that I read. That I read. <laughs> you know, stuff that I knew. I had so some general knowledge and it worked. And, and, and I think this is where the system begins to fall apart because everybody's wagging their finger at everybody else. Um, we have a lot of institutions of higher learning making a whole lot of money That's off right. of writing about us That's right. and publishing about us um, and judging us. Um, but doing very little at the grassroots to kind of support. And, and there was like, I feel like the only university that was out there supporting was, so were, there were grad students from CU Boulder That's right. that came down and supported. That's They're right. the only local like higher ed program that was actually like down there taking a side. Which, which it, it's like, this is where you're going. Yeah. This is supposed to be the career that you, That's exactly the right. path that you are filling right, yep. Yep. and so if you're you're not there during that quintessential yeah. issue, right? And I like to think about all the people who benefited, yep. all the people who've been critical, who someday will come yeah, in and exactly. benefit from that exactly. work, uh, from the improved compensation system that yep. was agreed upon. Yep, 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 yep. Right, it, that will like has already got me saying, well, I can maybe do this for longer. Yeah, right. Yep. Because when I see what what I'm projected to make next yep. year. I was pleasantly pleased. Yeah. You I, was, pleasantly I, was pleasantly pleased. Pleased. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I could start to like show my face around my other friends who didn't go into education, <laughs> who were working in careers for less time. Yeah, exactly. And making more money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. I, I think to the other, I think the other question too. Um, oh, and by the way, we'll be attending an event, I think in March where we'll be um, participating in a conversation. With some higher ed folks, so yes, yes. We'll, we'll keep you posted. I think that's this Saturday. Is it this Saturday? I think so. Oh, geez. The ninth. Okay, I thought it was the sixteenth. I think it's the ninth. I think you're right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's being put on by <laughs> by our voice, our schools. Yes. Um, and it should just be a really interesting summit. Um, the the other thing that is kind of on my mind too is so uh, so and, and maybe that maybe this is kind of like my reaction to watching all these families like pull up with like food and, yep. and stuff like that and, and shouting out their support on social media and that kind of thing. Like, I, I wonder if it's kind of like realizing that, you know, we are implicitly making promises to our students through this agreement, right? Yep. We're yep. saying if you if, if you increase compensation, then the experience for your child gonna is going better. to be better. Yep. And you're, you're going to have teachers who stick around who do that kind of stuff. So I, I think that um, I think that's the other thing as teachers we need to be thinking about is that this master agreement has bigger implications for what affects kids on a day-to-day base, basis in, in our classrooms. So like, are, are we still going to be rallying for equity? Are we still going to be rallying for um, for justice-based education That's and right. justice-focused right. praxis? Is, are we going to be doing that? that? I think that becomes the real question. Yep. Is what does this really mean? And, you know, it could be easy to say that this was a bunch of kind of uh, white, middle class, and a few people of color, yep. right, coming together to get what they wanted. Yep. And I think it goes to another point that I was, like, really taken back by and really, uh, really heartened by was all the support from the other uh, unions 
in the Denver that metro was, that area. That was pretty dope. That and, was pretty and dope. It, and it helped me realize, you know, a, a, a great point of class consciousness. Carpenters were there. Is that, Teamsters look, parking we, their big truck. We are truck. part of this, <laughs> this movement yeah. of, of middle class workers who are under attack. Yep. And do we see ourselves aligned with those people? Yep. Who do we align ourselves with? Yep. Is it our college educated yeah. parents, the squeaky wheels who get the grease, yep. which I think at times that's who we say, oh, well, yeah, thinking I mean, yeah. like me. Absolutely. Right? And at times we're saying our working class parents they don't spend the time working with their kids at home. That's, and that's right. why they're that's not right. getting we got a lot to We got a lot to say about what they're not doing right? with their kids. And so, But those people were coming out and supporting us. Yeah. It was those yeah. people who came out. And, yeah, and, and related to that, the, I mean, you know, we've got King Supers is about to go on strike. And, and um, where do we show up my, for my, da- my dad was a Local 7 uh, member who went on strike also. Like, How do we show up for them? That's right. And um, how do we support them? Like, like you're right. Like, And that, that's always been the knock against... Um, Against, uh, I don't know who that guy was. Um, that's always been the knock against against teachers unions yep. is we're very myopic and we're we're very bougie. Yep. When it we comes to when it comes down to we're an association. That's right, right. That's right. We won't use union. We won't use the word union. What was it? Somebody said that using union like in our name is illegal or something. What's up is with it? that? I, I don't know. Like that's I don't know. Interesting. Though. Like I, and I yo don't don't at me. I, I don't know if I just made that up. <laughs> so I heard someone say, say it. that. Um. But yeah, it, it's like this very sad sanitized kind of idea in the in the notion that we operate in partnership with the district which i think is fine i yep, think that's yep, a good yep, notion yep, yep. i think that i think that the work on the ground is unique when it comes to working with students it's not the same as being a pipe fitter you know yep. but at the same time like sometimes sometimes like you just need that organization just has your back. That's right. And when people kind of criticize and say, well, the union protects bad teachers, I was like, no, the union protects due process. That's right. Like, it's due process. Due process. You know, and it's the only place where you're going to get it. Like, like, like the easiest way to bust a union is just start giving due process. That's right. Because then it's like, why am I paying my dues? Don't get me started on the people who, yeah, yeah. who are getting this raise on For, the back uh, of my uh, marching. Uh, uh, that's right. Yeah, That's not right. as many here, but like, but they they are we, out there. They are, they are, and we get you. You make decisions for whatever reason, but I think you have to be conscious of the fact that you're a free rider. Yeah, someone right? did this for you. You're a free rider, and you get the benefit. And when you do that salary calculator, know that you had nothing yeah. to do with that salary. They're driver. not going to ask you if you were in the strike. That's right. They don't. <laughs> They're welcome. not going to ask you. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Right? But so I, it so yeah go ahead man. But I think it, it just goes back to this bigger thing of like how can we develop a larger class consciousness you know and like we heard people talking about what we need to see is a general strike. Yep. Right and I think that would start to make people aware more aware of these working class issues that were you know and that the middle class the working class people are under attack. Yeah. Expect to do more and more being priced out of the city. Yep. You know. And, and well, it's and, happening everywhere. And so many of our so many jobs that traditionally have been vehicles for middle class like movement yep. um, are being mechanized, and they are being consolidated, and they're being outsourced. Yep. And and so the the class that stands to gain the most from prosperity and from a successful education system is the one that's being asked to carry that entire system and, and make all the all the sacrifices. Yeah, and, and there's this idea of solidarity that I think we use a lot, but you but you wonder what solidarity really means. Like like are we going to become engaged in other types of movements that maybe don't have anything to do with like, our contract or our or our salary? That's what I'd like to see is more of that. And I saw like an email chain going today talking about the King Super Strike. Yeah. But more and more from our from our association saying, look, this is the issue that's going on. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with teachers. Yeah. But this is our issue. This yeah. is this is in our court and these people who came out, SEIU came out to support us. Yep. Yep. We gotta show that support back. Yep. When they're when they're ready to say, Look, we we are tired of what's been going on. Yeah. Right. Yep. We but, we, had, we had undocumented kids marching with us, so we dang need to be out there. We need to, for yeah, their rights, that's right. You know, the, and protecting the next them. Time when when these issues come back up, and we know they will. Yep. Where are we going to be for those kids? That's that's how are exactly we going right. to use that same power, all that voice that marched downtown, yep. and made people listen to us yep. to make sure that our kids are being treated fairly. Yep. Our kids of color, which is the majority of our students, yep. are getting their needs. How are we going to react? When the district actually comes up with a progressive policy and says, yeah. 
Let's stop suspending kids K through three. Let's stop suspending kindergartners. Yeah. I, are, are as, we, are as we gonna, a kindergartner do, really yeah. did something that bad. Yep. And I hear people who say it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. This kindergarten, he attacked me. Yeah. He attacked you. Yeah. They're five. <laughs> They're five. <laughs> yeah. I, a temper tantrum. Yeah. Just, and you were you were under. I, I, can't, yeah. I can't say, you know, how I'd feel, but like. I've been I've been around bigger kids and I'm like I feel intimidated. Yeah, yeah. I saw a kid worried, scared, yep. acting out. Yep. No, I think that's right. And and we have an we have an incoming uh, central administration that is prioritizing culturally responsive pedagogy and ethnic studies, um, which I think is really important. Absolutely, and that's something I've been I've wanted for 20 years. You know, so so. Are we going to be able to protect our interests while being on the side of justice? I mean, that that's always the biggest uh, sort of challenge. Um, but I'm also thinking about I'm also thinking about issues of like police brutality. Are we going to come out and say, you know, um, you know, this incident between law enforcement and children from our community? Um, we're not going to stand for it, we, and we're going to yep. de- we're going to demand uh, accountability. Are we going to do that as teachers? You know, we we have as much of a choice to make as anybody else right now. That's right. You know. That's right. Um, yeah. So it's it's a really interesting time, and and I think like I, I think you know, and and I don't know. I I feel like I don't celebrate enough yeah. in life. You know. Yeah. I, I just don't. <laughs> like like this happened, and then I was still mad for a few days after <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm still mad. Yeah, because because I'm still thinking about. All right, so what's what's next? Like, what what do we need to address that didn't get addressed in this movement? That's right. And how do we continue to fight and win um, for our kids and for our communities? And so 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 yeah, it, it, it's funny. Like I, I apparently have the same disposition when I play soccer. I'll score a goal, <laughs> and, and like, I won't. And I, and I and I just jog back up the field <laughs> very seriously. And You're I have like, to be reminded. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. exactly. Let's I, go. I have to Keep be. Re- I have to be reminded. Hey, um, you something good just happened. You, but I, but I think that's important <laughs> because like when we have these successes, we do have to celebrate them. And I know there were people that were kind of questioning the party atmosphere yep. around like yep. 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 around like uh, some of the picket lines yep. and um and and the celebration in City Park. Yep. But I think that if you're not taking joy in the success, and sometimes even just bringing people together is a success. Like on the picket line, I met people that I've been working in a building with for months and have never spoken to. And so we had these conversations. The thing for me that was so beautiful was like first year teachers, like out there with everything to lose. That's right. Who never blinked. That's right. They never never blinked. blinked, Never questioned once. They They went through it. They're like, okay, we're doing this. We're doing this. You know, that's what I'm about. And you didn't hear any of the sort of, you didn't hear them like with, I mean, Everyone was hit hard. I mean, yeah. I, I got yeah. that last paycheck. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, Lordy. Oh, like, Lordy. Oh, <laughs> Good okay. Lord, that's not a lot of money. All right. Um, Here we go. But, you know, so so it is that level of sacrifice. And um, But when you sacrifice with me, it's like that great speech from Henry V, you know, for he who sheds his blood today with me shall forever be my brother. That's right. And, you know, there are going to be, you know, and that's more than anything, the people who cross the picket line. I just feel sorry for them yeah, because, because yeah. the thing is that there's this, there's going to be this event that we're all going to look at in our careers. And, and, and as we pass each other in the halls, in professional development sessions, in conferences, wherever it is that we are when we're with other people from our district, right. we're going to look at each other and we'll be like, you were there in you 19. Were, there. were you there you're in 19? There I was 19. there in 19. And these other folks are going to be like, I wasn't there in 19. Uh, I got I got a hundred extra dollars to cover a class. You know, was yeah. it worth what, it? Was it worth it? What do you was stand it worth for? It? Was it oh, worth it? speaking of which, that lady on that, our picket line. Ah, that was amazing. Was All three. When three I different when I found out strikes. when I found out who she was. Yes. Like, and did you see her face? She was just stony face, and yep. she's just like, I do not even care. I, don't I care. am past caring. She said, she they said, threatened to throw us in jail. I will be here the next time. <laughs> That's right. Like, so y'all gotta take it, but I'm yep. here. And yep. she was rocking it, sleeping down at the library. Yep. yep. She know, like an OG. That's uh. That's uh. That, I mean that that's just that was incredible. Impressive. That was probably, that was one of you my know, favorite. Like things. you you learn these lessons and you and you get to touch history and time yeah. and, and and say like you said where was I in this space? Yeah. You know and I, and I'm glad that you know I stood up and I said I stand with all of my colleagues mm-hmm. 
for for this improvement yep. that I think is so important. And I think actually probably saves the Denver School District for at least a couple more years. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think it keeps people coming in. It pulls back people who probably have left. Yep. Once they start to see these pay rates, they're going to be like, oh. Yeah. Why wouldn't I I mean, back? it comes down to like, and, and to me, like I was having this conversation with a non-teacher friend of mine. And, and he was like, well, how much is enough? And I said, you know, when I can say to a student, you should become a teacher and not have them laugh because yes. of the income, yes. that's when it's enough. That's right. Like, it needs to be on the same level as, as doing anything else. Like, that's anything right. else that requires an advanced education. And so, like, as soon as a kid will take me seriously, um, a kid from a working class that's background right. That's right. Um, for whom social mobility is really important, yep. like yep. when that kid doesn't laugh in my face when I say you should become a teacher, then I know that we have enough. That we have enough. Um, because it's about, and it, like, our, like our friend Haley out at South, like we have a responsibility to restore dignity to the profession and part of it is like that we don't have to take this vow of poverty. And I know using like phrasing like that is, yeah, yeah. is is really melodramatic and an overstatement. But the fact that so many people look at it and they're like, I couldn't take that kind of pay that's cut. Right. Um, that, that's a really important thing to um, to do, that this has to be a profession that people would enter. You'd, you'd like for, if it's important to our society, and I think it's critical, yep. it's how we get you know, anywhere and make progress is through education. And in our society, you know, like not having an education is a barrier to opportunity. Yep. Every opportunity at any level involves being educated and having some sort of understanding of the systems in which you are trying to enter into. Yep. Right? And so like even the athletes, our athletic kids who we're like we know you got LeBron James skills. Yep. LeBron James, that's what I tell the kids all the time. LeBron James, you're right. He didn't go to college. <laughs> but you know what? He started tutoring with Warren Buffett. Yeah. Did you well, even and, know who, do you know and, who Warren and, Buffett and is? The other, well, and it's funny because there are a lot of kids that, that will think that the key to that is that he didn't go to college. Yes. It's like, no, the key to that, y'all, is he had, he had this great opportunity and he worked so As, hard. He, ever, you know, Ate, drank, and slept basketball, basketball. like every single possible That's way. Right. So it's like you don't just get to say, "I'm just gonna kick it and not go to school <laughs> and go to the NBA," because because you know what, going to the NBA is harder. That is that absolutely. <laughs> it's is. harder to go to the NBA than it is to go to college. That's so right. you know, and it's gonna take that kind of work. And, you know, even more so. Even if you're a curry, it's going to take that's that right. kind of work. You that's know, right. and and that's that's the amazing thing. But to I me. think like helping our kids understand that. I think like that's the role of teachers. Yeah. And like when we start to think about like what is the work that we do? How does it look differently? Yep. Like I don't know if it really is something different or if it's going back to the way we've done things in the past. Yeah. If it's returning to our cultural roots about how we learn, how we tell stories and. And talk with each other and walk yeah. with each how, other. How we build a community. How we build a community, right? Because we, we were educated before we had these institutions. Yep. Right? And yep. it might it might have looked different, yeah. but we all knew how to do all sorts of amazing stuff, yep. right? And so, like, my question is, is how do we prepare our kids for the world that they're going into realistically? And I don't mean just to be, like, a cog, to be like... I can make this person take this job, yeah. and I don't have to spend any extra money to yeah. make sure that they're they are ready to go, yep. and they can I can plop them in and pull you out because yeah. I'm done with you, yeah, and then just replace you like a spark plug. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting because in my AP class we're we're getting into industrialization, and one of, one of the things that. Um, that they're starting to see is that basically everything we do in school is to serve industry. <laughs> That's right. Like, even the school cafeterias, did you know that? The school cafeterias were designed not to provide food for children who didn't have it, but to normalize American diets. That you just go, you show up, you tab your little tray. Right. Well, no, and, and, and the idea was like, it's amazing how much school has been used to, to put forth a specific yep, cultural yep, agenda. Yep, yep, yep. And, and now that we want culturally responsive schools, we have people pushing back saying, well, school's not supposed to di dictate culture. I got news for you. That's it's been it's dictating culture since That's it started it's from the common school days all the way to now. And so now when we try to like, when we try to level the playing field and shift the center, all of a sudden we're like being activist schools. Right. But so, so what they did is there, there were Italian immigrants, right? Yep, yep. Who the children would not eat the food at school. Like they, they, 
you know, and and there was this weird correlation, you know, all the fake science that yeah, happened yes, and yes, continues to happen, yes, but it happened yes. back then that that spicy food and tomato sauce and all that kind of yes. stuff and olive oil yes. was affecting kids' ability to concentrate in that school. That makes sense. So what they wanted <laughs> makes perfect sense, right? Of course it does. Um, this the and problem. so and, and so cafeteria food was standardized from top to bottom to transition kids into eating American food. Dog, it is wild. It is wild. We're eating you. Your food is too spicy. Exactly. Too flavorful. Yeah, exactly. What we'd like for you to do is eat some of this we have too many. Food. We have too many spicy people up in here. Um, what we need is bland people who are just going to do what they're told. Hold on. I'm, 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 I've been doing some science. I've come to a discovery. I've been doing some I've been science. studying the Italian children and what they eat. Yeah. And they're not being successful because when we try to teach them in English, they don't understand they don't what, know we're what we're teaching. saying. And it's clearly the sauce. And it's clearly a, what do we have is the correlation. Yeah. It's the sauce. Well, then kindergarten <laughs> kinder, kindergarten was established to civilize Irish immigrants, right? That's right. Like, like that's why there was this like, right. big focus on on practical life skills yes. and like cleaning yes. and doing that yes. kind of thing because God knew these the, Irish the, the kids Irish were living in squalor, right? They were atta- going <laughs> it, home and attacking their parents. Exactly. <laughs> and they're, you know, dad was drinking, mom was crying, you know, so we need kindergarten. It, it's amazing. Exactly. It's well, amazing. Is it's kindergarten. <laughs> Maybe we ought to talk to the people. Yeah. See what's going on. See what's going on. Maybe, Maybe. stop discriminating against them Maybe. so much. And you know what, man? As it turns out, poverty is hard. <laughs> you, you do some wild stuff if you ain't got no money. I'm telling you. Anybody who's been broke will tell and you. The, and you'd be a man. change immediately if I'm broke. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I don't have money, things become very hard. <laughs> it's amazing. And that, that was the other fun conversation, like, during the strike. I, you know, uh, another non-teacher friend of mine saying, well, but you didn't really go into teaching for the money, though, right? And I'm like, yes, I yeah, and, and I didn't. <laughs> And I didn't want to buy this house because it was expensive. Like, you know, but as I, it but turns I had out, to have a place to live. But as it turns out, in capitalism, you need to make money. Like, and whether whether there are better alternatives to capitalism, I'm not really an expert in. I know what situation we're living in right now. We're living in capitalism, and I need so money. like so. If you're gonna tell me that I should not be trying to convert my human capital into money in a capitalist society. That is a very strange position to be coming from. In a career that always encourages me to uh, keep developing my human capital. Yeah, exactly. It's like keep developing it. Exactly. But human capital too. You get paid. Human capital is one of those ideas from economics that has been totally misappropriated (laughs) in teaching. Because we'll talk. We'll hear people talk about kids, and it's like, well, that kid has a lot of human capital. It's like, no. They're not trying to turn it into money. Like that's not what life is about. <laughs> life is not about turning your talent into money. Your life is about becoming a person who can live with dignity and who can live happily. That's like, right. And and that's something you know. And money is a part of that. Yes. You know. Yes. But it's just amazing to me how much a- we'll, we'll like adopt that that language. It just makes me crazy. It, it's funny, like how we, like you said, how do we socialize our kids? Yeah. How do we get our kids to buy into it all? Yeah. Right. That's right. You have kids who are like, my grades don't matter. Yeah. Why does it matter? Do you yeah. want to get a good job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to get a job even though 80% of what you're going to be doing in 10 years doesn't exist It doesn't yet. exist, right? <laughs> but I mean, yeah, and, that, and that's the thing is that, um, is that we've got this world that's been laid out for our students and for ourselves. I mean, we're, we're affected by this too where you look out there and it's like, well, what, what am I supposed to even be doing? You know what I mean? And... How do I find that path? Yep. When, when there are vested interests to prevent me from finding it. That's right. That's right. That I think that's key, and for our kids to understand that, right? And that we we kind of had this this myth of like, if you work hard, if you yeah. work hard, and how many of our kids have like we sent out with that myth, yeah, only to realize that it's like, oh my gosh, it's actually more a, than that. There are a million different things working against me. Yeah. And I could work as hard as I possibly mm-hmm. want, and I'm going to be denied because of you know some fool's prejudice or for their discriminatory attitudes about yeah. me and and their their judgments about who I am and what I'm capable of. That's right. That's right. And we see it from teachers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and we still haven't gotten through this. You know, we went through all this. And we still have teachers who are like, that kid doesn't want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. They were showing up during the strike. Yeah. They were showing up when there was no teachers yep. there. That's right. That's right. I mean I think and I and I think that's what it really comes down to. You know, um 
Uh, we had, a couple of episodes ago, we had we called the next movement. Yep. And so, like that is that next movement is how we how how we make school a space for justice and liberation. That's right. And how we do that on the daily, right? Um, so uh, I, I hate to tell everybody, but like the strike is over, but the movement isn't, the movement and the is struggle isn't, and you know we're we're gonna need to invest fully in this work. Yeah. Um, and not that we haven't, not not that people haven't given everything they can into this work, but I think if we're really looking for a paradigm uh, shift in education, then then we start looking at what the community needs. But I think you know, so, and how we, we can we provide have to it. be responsive to the community, and we have to hear their voice, yep. right? And it has to be a genuine voice. It can't be that handful of people that come out to speak on issues and who have the school board's ear, and you know who promote policies of reform that really end up harming schools, That's community right. schooling. That's right. You know, and we can't, we, and I think it goes back to how we educate people. If people are critical thinkers, you know, we're gonna ask questions about when we see our institutions that have built our communities, yep. right? That our communities have been built around. Generation after generation deserve, like, kids deserve to be taught by generational teachers. Yep. Teachers who know their family, yep. right? Because if I know your family, I see you very differently. Yep. If I know how you grow up and what things are like in your house, not judgmentally, right? Yep. But that you deal with certain realities of your experience that regardless of what I do in my classroom, I can never impact. Yep. Yeah, it's the truth. And I can help you come to terms with having to live with that, right? Yeah. You you might live with your 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 uncle who drinks too much for the rest of your life. Yep. Until he passes. Right, yep. we can't write these people off. No, it's yeah, absolutely. These are they're, this they're part of our community. Yep, yep. So, um, looking at the calendar, you're right. The hashtag Loving School Summit is this coming Saturday. This Saturday, and we're looking to be present there. Yes. Um, yeah, should loving schools. Dope. That should be really interesting. Um, yeah, a, lo a lot of good stuff we got to today. I think that I, I think. I think being optimistic is really important, but it's also important to have that optimism that drives us yep. to to something better, like you know, for kids everywhere, and supporting these supporting these movements, um, you know, everywhere that they kind of emerge. Yeah, I think it's important. I think it's important that we, you know, and I, I think it's beautiful that people are actually thinking about education and taking action to make sure that. That kids are getting better educations, right? Yeah. Because uh, we've talked about this for so long, right? Yeah. And how bad and how bad our school system. I've been working in Denver Public Schools for 13 years. Yep. And this yeah, is 13 uh, years. And so yeah. before I started, this was still being talked about. Yep. It's what's still being talked about. Yep. And you know, and I always come back to the idea that like I, I'm amazed that I made it. Right, because yeah. there's some things that I was like, "Wow, I had a real question." <laughs> yeah, like I'm not yeah. sure if I was pushed or challenged, and so I have to always remember, you know, like our kids are being, we are doing more for them than any other generation. Yep, and I think we have to be critical. Is it working? Yep. What's happening? Yep. As a result of it, yep. now am I saying we go back to those days where we ostracized certain kids and we didn't right. think about equity? Yep. I say we fuse some of those really time-proven ideas, like. Yep. A teacher that deeply cares about me. Yep. That's there for me. Yep. With some of the new things we've learned about the importance of being culturally responsive. Yep. Allowing kids to see themselves, yep. their curriculum. And being reflective individuals who are who also recognize that they're a part of a movement because teaching is social action. It, it is. It, it is. And it's either social action it's or social uh Construction, social <laughs> domination. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. we've talked about this. It's yeah. like you're either one or the other. Yep. You're either reinforcing the system of oppression or yep. you're trying to disrupt it. Yep. Yep. And sometimes both in the same day. The same day. <laughs> sometimes both in the same day. Well, I think I think we've come to the end of our time. Yes. Um, we are really thrilled to be back. So um, get at us. Yes. We're on the gram at Two Dope Teachers Instagram. Uh, it is Justice Monday too. We yes, didn't we it didn't is mention Justice that. Monday. And it's the first Monday of Women's History Month. Yes. So we'll be putting up some good content. Yes. We got on, some ideas on our Instagram and on Twitter. Twitter is at Two Dope Teachers. Um, it's where we are having. 
probably the most consistent online discussion um, is is just like Twitter followers Twitter and some sphere. pretty some pretty cool stuff going on. Uh, Twitter's my favorite now. Like I, I think I like it better than the other places yeah. at this point. Um, and of course, we're at Facebook.com/slash Two Dope Teachers. Um, yeah, we got to get ready to teach tomorrow. Get ready to teach. Yep. Um, we um, we are out here. We will be out here. Still out. We have been out here, That's and right. we are still out here. That's the only place you'll find us. That's right. For Kevin Adams, I am Gerardo Munoz, and we are wishing you on this Justice Monday and all Justice Mondays to come that you always and forever stay, stay dope. dope.